0: Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will continue teaching us from Genesis chapter 25 on how Isaac's love was more than feelings for his new wife, Rebecca, but was a choice to love her regardless of how he felt every day. Now, this message is available for free listening and free download on iTunes.com. Just search for the Friendship with God podcast. You can also find it available for free listening and free download at our website, friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. Now, before we begin with our Bible study with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, who's a Jewish born-again believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, who has a heart to reach lost Jewish people. Now, he has Israel Restoration Ministries that he's founded to reach lost Jewish people, and we have opportunities for volunteers to work with our ministry throughout the country, but also a specific opportunity in the Southern California area for a full-time missionary to work with Israel Restoration Ministries. If you know someone in the Southern California area that would like to become a full-time missionary working with Israel Restoration Ministries, that would be a courier of the gospel to the Jewish people in Los Angeles. So if you are someone you know is interested in reaching lost Jewish people, building relationships with them, and discipling God's lost, chosen nation of people, please call us today at 800-247-3051, 800 247 3051 or go to israelrestoration.org for more information on israel restoration ministries now here's our bible teacher tom Cantor, who is the founder of israel restoration ministries on friendship with god teaching us from the book of genesis chapter 25
1: and he took rebecca to wife and it means that there will never be another person sitting on the only seat in my heart labeled wife And he you could say to him, Well, what do you see when you see Rebecca? When I look at Rebecca, I see the only woman in the world when I took Rebecca to wife. He would say, I will have a special love. It's only for Rebecca because I took Rebecca to wife. I won't look, I won't covet any other woman because I took Rebecca to wife. See, when Isaac took Rebecca to wife, Isaac took possession of Rebecca and he vowed that her love was all he needed to satisfy him, as it says in Proverbs 5.15. Drink waters out of thine own cistern, running waters out of thine own well. It goes on, for Proverbs 5.18-20. through 20, Let thy fountain be blessed, and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as a loving hind and pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times. Be thou ravished always with her love. Why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman, and embrace the bosom of a stranger? See, when it says in verse 20, he took Rebekah to wife, it means Isaac made a decision for life that he was going to be a one-woman man. And that woman was Rebekah. And so Isaac took Rebekah to wife. Isaac took Rebekah, and she became his wife. And he loved her, as it says in the last verse in in the previous chapter, 24. And Isaac brought her into his mother, Sarah's tent, and took Rebekah. She became his wife, and he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. That love was not automatic. When it says he loved her, that was not a feeling that Isaac had. That was a choice that Isaac made. Isaac decided to love Rebecca. Isaac decided to love Rebecca every day, regardless of how Isaac felt every day. That's the only place in the Bible where it says that a particular man loved his wife except for a bondservant in Exodus 21, five, When the bondservant was told, okay, you can go now, and he's got a wife, and he says in Exodus 21, five, if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. But when it says that Isaac loved his wife, Rebekah, it's the only place in the Bible where it names a particular person who loved his wife. What does it mean when it says Isaac loved his wife, Rebekah? What does it mean for a man to love his wife? Love is more than just an affectionate passion it's more than love is more than just staying married through thick and thin love is more than just flowers and chocolates love is more than just saying i love you and what we're going to see in the case of isaac when he loved rebecca that was a big package she brought a lot of baggage (laughs) isaac loved rebecca it means he accepted rebecca for who she was with all her baggage And his love for Rebecca meant that he would never think of ever trying to exchange her or change her. See, love is accepting the other person for who that person is, and love is vowing to never try to change the person. Love is when a man accepts his wife for who she is and loves her and never tries to change her. Most married men have already come to the conclusion that they won't try to change their wife because they know they can't. (laughs) But love is when a man vows to never complain about his wife because he accepts her for who she is. And we will not read of any conflict between Isaac and Rebecca because Isaac's trying to change Rebecca. And that's what it means in Ephesians 5.18. So men ought to always, men ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his body loves himself. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular, in other words, each one of you, so love his wife even as himself. A wife, see that she reverence her husband. Love her with her baggage. Everyone has baggage. You have baggage. I have baggage. Now, having said that, let's consider what baggage did Rebecca have? What baggage did Rebecca bring into the marriage? Well, Scripture is pretty good at helping us to paint a picture of who Rebecca was. And I want to read a verse that describes Rebecca, and you tell me what kind of person she was. And keep in mind, this is Rebecca, and these are character traits of Rebecca. And some might call them good character traits, and some might call them baggage. Some men might be attracted to these character traits and say, perfect. And some men might run for the hills and say, no way, I want to be married to a person like that. The point is that this is Rebecca. She may have had a pretty face, which she did. But when Rebecca arrived at the train station and they unpacked the baggage with her and said, This baggage goes along with her. So <laughs> all right, so you might want to feel free to look at these verses or turn to. Okay, Genesis, we're on the same chapter. Genesis 24, uh, chapter before, sorry. Genesis 24, 18 through 19. And she said, Drink. And I'm gonna emphasize some words to help you along here, because I'm gonna ask you what characteristic. And she hasted And let down her pitcher upon her hand, gave him drink. And when she had done giving drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. What characteristic is that? Yeah, hospitable. She hasted. This lady had energy. (laughs) She was energetic. verse 28, look at verse 28. And the damsel ran and told them of her mother's house. She's running and running and running. Color her running. And Rebecca, she wears you out by watching her. She runs. She has this boundless energy. Okay, now, next one. Verse 25, Genesis 24:25. She said, moreover unto him, we have both straw and preventer enough and room to lodge in. Now, this goes along with what you said, Tim, about hospitable. What has another characteristic shown by that? We have enough. When she says, we have enough, she's satisfied. See, here was an obstacle that was standing in the way there. And, you know, we, well, you got enough for my animals here. My camels eat a lot. You know? And uh, you got a place for me to sit. We have enough. In other words, we have enough. She is a let's get the show on the road type person. She is a mover and a shaker. And she has little patience and little tolerance for slowpokes. You know, she's initiative. Okay, what's the next step? Let's move. Okay, now verse 28. The damsel ran and told them of her mother's house these things. So what does it show? And told them these things. What characteristics shown there? Honesty. She was a teller. <laughs> she is a talker. She has no problem expressing herself. She is a communicator. Okay, now look at verse 58. And they called Rebecca and said unto her, Wilt thou go with this man? And she said three words, I will go. What does that show? decisiveness she is direct she is forthright she is decisive there's no well i'm not sure you know i just set my hair i have to wait you know (laughs) well i don't know what about leaving instructions for everything that's got to be done how about give me some time to write some goodbye letters i have to think about what i'm going to take with me how many perfumes and shawls can i take with me i'm just not sure that's not rebecca let's go i will go Now, verse 64, Genesis 24, verse 64. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off her camel. And you remember that's the word Nephal also. She fell off that camel. She launched off that camel. What does that show about her? Yeah. She is (laughs) spring-loaded. She is in a state of being ready to launch. She takes action. This is a woman who takes action. All right, now, verse 65. For she said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? So she's asking a question there. And the servant said, It's my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. So this part. What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? She asked. What does that show about her? And she is inquisitive. She is inquisitive to discover. She's not satisfied to just wait to find out. She wants to know now. Who is that person? She's full of questions because she wants to know, and she wants to know now. She's inquisitive to discover. Okay, now, the next chapter, the one we're in now, chapter 25, verse 22, and the children struggled together within her, and she said, if it be so, why am I thus? That's the part I want to focus on. She said, if it be so, why am I thus? She went to inquire of the Lord. Okay, what does that show about her? She is prayerful, But also, it's a little hard. But it's inquisitive to understand. See, the first one, the first one, inquisitive to discover. This is she wants to understand. It's not that she's saying she wants to be delivered out of this, but she just says, "Why am I this way?" I just want to know why am I this way? She's not just happy to know the what; she wants to know the why. Why am I this way? This is the type of woman that, you know, she just doesn't use the mixer in the kitchen. She's got to take it apart and see how it works, you know. (laughs) That's the way she is. All right, now verse 5, chapter 27, verse 5. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau, his son, and Esau went out to the field to hunt for venison and bring it in. So now we know the history that's going to happen here. But when she hears this, she hears this and then she invents this plan. She devises, she's inventive. She invented this plan all by herself, quickly. And it was a clever plan, and it worked. I mean, she was an improviser. She invented quickly on her feet. And now look at verses 6 and 8 of chapter 27. Rebekah spake unto Jacob, her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Bring me venison, make me savory meat that I may eat. Bless thee before the Lord for my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. This shows, again, she's taking initiative. She's taking initiative here. You know, if something needs to be done and no one is doing it, she's going to jump in and get it done. And then in verse 8, she says in chapter 27, Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Okay. See, those words, I command thee, it shows that Rebecca is a commanding type of person. She doesn't request. She requires. And and then uh, in verse 13, chapter 27 verse 13 his mother said unto him upon me be thy curse my son only obey my voice and go fetch me them get on with it
0: We'll return with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on the Friendship with God radio program. If you enjoy the Friendship with God radio program, we need your support to stay on this station in your city. You can always become one of our one-time or monthly supporters by going to friendshipwithgod.org and donating online. Or you can call us directly at 800-247-3051, 247 3051. We appreciate your support, especially your financial support, to help us continue on this station in your city. And don't forget, you can also download messages for free or listen to them at our website, friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. And don't forget to search for the Friendship with God podcast on iTunes.com. And you can, again, download messages for free of Friendship with God and Tom Cantor's teaching. Now, here again is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, on Friendship with God. So, in other words, here
1: we see that Rebecca is an obstacle remover. She is a problem solver. She will bulldoze obstacles out of her way. When Rebecca says, upon me be thy curse, she's saying, if there's a curse in the way, Rebecca says, I'll take your curse. Just get on with it. Get on with what I command you. You don't want to get in her way. And then in verses 14 through 17 of chapter 27, and he went and fetched and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory meat, such as his father loved. Rebecca took goodly raiments, which were in her house. She put them on Jacob. She put the skins of the kids upon his hands and upon the smooth of his neck. She gave the savory meat and the bread, which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. What does that show? She is a take-control person. She's not leaving anything to anyone who might mess it up. Give me your hand. I'm going to put it in your hand. Give me your neck. I'm going to put it on your neck. Give me your, your arms. I'll put it on your arms. You know, wear those clothes that I have that are Esau's. She's a real take control. Now, in the end of verse 46 of chapter 27, it says, Rebecca said to Isaac, I am weary of my life. Because of the daughters of Heth, Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these which are the daughters of the land. What good shall my life do to me? Now, who's she saying this to? She's saying this to the man who's madly in love with her. And he couldn't think of living a day without her. So when she says, I'm weary of my life, I don't want to live anymore. What good does my life do to me? It shows that Rebecca was very able to express herself (laughs) very effectively. (laughs) And she was very able to make her feelings known. And then in the next chapter, 28, in verse 7, where it says, And Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Padanaram." See, when it says that Jacob obeyed his mother, it shows she was a major commander in that home. She was someone to obey. But then when it goes on in verse 12, and it says, And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother and that he was Rebekah's son. See, when Jacob identifies himself as Rebecca's sons, that shows she was the dominator in the home. She was the predominant one in the home. Now, you might say, Boy, I'm glad I'm not married to her. It doesn't matter (laughs) what I'd say. The point is that that's Rebecca. This is Rebecca. Rebecca is energetic. She has a pretty face. She's beautiful. It's a good thing she has a pretty face. (laughs) Anyway, she is energetic. She has initiative. She's a communicator. She's direct. She's forthright. She takes action. She's inquisitive to discover, she's inquisitive to understand, she's inventive, she's commanding, she removes obstacles, she takes control, she's expressive, she's a major player in the home, and she's predominant in the home. And the point is, is that that's the baggage that came with Rebecca. And it all went along with Rebecca, and Isaac vowed to love and accept her the way she was. She was very different from Isaac. You could not find more opposites, than Isaac and Rebecca. Rebecca is type A. She's a poster child for type A. She's animated. She's energetic. She's forthright. She's in-your-face New York style. By great contrast, you know, type B. I mean, Isaac's about as Sephardic as they get. He's retiring. He's non-confrontational. He's accepting. He's peace-loving. He's submissive. He's passive. He's sedate where Rebecca initiated, Isaac didn't initiate. He carried through with what others initiated. See, where Rebecca, she led, Isaac didn't lead. He followed. And where Rebecca commenced, Isaac didn't commence anything. He just continued. It reminds me so much of of Hartmut, who worked for us, Hartmut and Marlene. I met Hartmut. And Tree Climbers Club with my little son, 1978. And Hartmut, he worked for us. He worked to scan Hartmut was the master cabinet builder from Hamburg, Germany. I mean, we still have cabinets that are made by him. They're just indestructible. And he was married to Marlene. And Marlene was Jewish from France. She lived on the beach of Nice. And you couldn't find more opposites. He was the fine craftsman, the precise, organized, orderly cabinet maker from the land of close tolerances. You know? And Marlene, she was born and raised in the land of be, la you know, the land of not-so-close tolerances. You know? <laughs> I mean, I used to be amazed. I used to watch Hartmut sometimes to go to the cabinet shop and watch him. he put his tools away, and he would actually say to the tools, he said, all right, guys, line up. and one time i rode in marlene's car and i thought i don't know if there's room for me to fit in the car with all the sand from the beach and the beach toys and everything else the kids and in her car nothing lined up you know but hartmut loved marlene and when isaac when he saw rebecca he said i will love that woman for who she is for what she is and if you really want to see the difference between isaac and rebecca just think of the time the history we have already studied when isaac was going up to mount moriah with abraham You realize that when he was going on that trip there, that Isaac only spoke once, and he only asked one question. What was the question he asked? Yeah, where's the lamb? In Genesis 22, 7, he said, Isaac spake unto his father. He said, my father. And he said, here am I, my son. And he said, behold the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb for a burnt offering? That's the last thing he said. And then Abraham answered Isaac and said, in verse 8, chapter 22, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. See, the end of that verse, they went both of them together. It shows that's the end of the questions for Isaac. He's happy. Now, see how Isaac and Rebekah were opposites? Let's just imagine if Rebekah was in the place of Isaac. (laughs) And they're going up there. And she gets that same answer. You know, Rebekah, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. You wouldn't read. So they went both of them together. That's not how the verse would end. Rebecca would have stopped right there and right then, and she would have fired one question after another to Abraham. She says, she says you know, that may be good for Isaac, but that's not good for Mrs. Beck here. She says, what do you mean God's going to provide a lamb? i never seen God provide a lamb before. How is God going to provide that lamb out there? Oh, no, I need more details, more details about this provide issue. What do you mean God's going to provide? That's not working for me, Father Abraham. I need details now. That'd be Rebecca. See? i can't see any lamb where's this lamb now that he's going to provide tell me about this lamb he's going to provide how big is the lamb what color is the lamb is it a male lamb is it a female lamb how do you know god's going to provide this lamb man she would have come right out there and said am i the lamb because <laughs> i'm not moving one more step until i get some answers now <laughs> that'd be rebecca and you know what would happen abraham would have given up he would have returned And he would have said to God, the woman's not willing. (laughs) Just like he said to Eliezer. (laughs) But on the contrary, Isaac gets the answer God will provide. It's good enough for him? No? See, unlike Rebekah, Isaac's attitude is, okay, I'm sure it'll work out. I don't need to understand it. Abraham's leading. I'm following. He seems to know. It's good enough for me. But Isaac loved Rebekah. And Isaac took Rebekah to wife, and he never let himself get angry at her, and he never let himself get bitter at her. Like it says in Colossians 3.19, Husbands, love your wives, and be not bitter against them. See, Isaac forgave Rebekah for her sins, and in so doing, every time he forgave her, he just threw a cover over her sins. As it says in 1 Peter eight. Above all things have fervent charity or love, among yourselves for charity or love shall cover the multitude of sins see now we know they're two opposite personalities and so now we can read the last verse in genesis 24 verse 67 like this and the passive follower type the passive the sedate retiring isaac took the outgoing energetic animated initiating rebecca and she became his wife And he, on the one hand of the personality pole, loved her that was on the other end of the personality pole. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. See, in spite of how different they were, in spite of how different Rebecca was from Isaac, because Isaac loved Rebecca, there was unity in the home. And when there was unity in the home, when you looked at that home, you said, this is a good place. This is a pleasant place. You look at that home and you'd say the words of Psalm 133.1. Behold, about this home, behold how good and how pleasant it is for Isaac and Rebekah to dwell together in unity. And you'd say, boy, this home, it's just like seeing the oil that's been poured on the top of Aaron's head. And you just see that oil, which is a picture of the Holy Spirit. you just see that oil just running down his head and on his face and on his beard and it's dripping from his beard and it's going onto his coat there and it's running all the way down to the bottom of the coat and it's dripping off the bottom edges of his coat. And God said, that's what unity looks like to me. It looks like the Holy Spirit, looks like people yielding to the Holy Spirit, covering every part of their life, thought, and words. And I look at that and I say, now that looks good, God says. That looks pleasant. And you know what I'm going to do? Blessing commanded from heaven. What kind of blessing? Life forevermore. That's what it says in Psalm 133. And that was the home of Isaac and Rebekah, all because he took Rebekah to wife and loved her. Now, we see a problem. And we come to verse 21. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Rebekah was barren. Three words. Rebekah was barren. The problem was that they were trying to have children, and Rebekah was barren. She remained barren. Those three words in verse 21 were devastating for Isaac and Rebekah. Rebekah was barren. They wanted with all their heart to have a baby. And for all their wanting, were these three devastating words in verse 21 Rebecca was barren. They tried and tried. With all their trying, three devastating words Rebecca was barren. They needed a baby so badly because the promise was going to go through the baby. But with all their needing, three devastating words Rebecca was barren. You know, I never realized how devastating infertility was for a couple until our company developed an ovulation test kit for infertile couples. And so we were going to launch it first in, in England. So we went over there and did a market survey in London, England, among infertile couples. We got them all together in the room and talked and had these discussions. Whoa, what an eye-opener that was, where they told us, let me tell you what it's like. And I came from those meetings, and I thought, there's only one
0: word to describe this. Devastating. Another amazing day of studying the Bible here on Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, who is a born-again Jewish believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's also the CEO of Scanabody's Laboratory. He's a scientist. He's also the 2009 Whistleblower of the Year Award recipient winner, winning one of the largest judgments in U.S. history. And he's also a patent owner, author, and of course, a wonderful pastor and Bible teacher here on Friendship with God. Tom Cantor teaches at Mission Valley Community Chapel in San Diego, California. For more information, you can call us directly at 800-247-3051. You can also support this Bible teaching radio program staying on the air with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, by supporting us at 800 247 3051 with a donation of any amount or even a monthly reoccurring donation will be very, very helpful to this Bible teaching radio program staying on the air in your station, in your city. Again, 800-247-3051. You can also go online for more information about our ministries. We have two websites for you friendshipwithgod.org. You can donate online, download free messages, and also purchase Tom Cantor's materials. You can also learn about Tom Cantor's other ministry of Jewish evangelism through his Foundation of Israel Restoration Ministries, where we have missionaries right now going across the country, over 110 in over 14 U.S. and Canadian cities where Jewish people live, major cities bringing the gospel to the Jewish people, to the Jew first. And we'd like to ask you to be a part of bringing the gospel to the Jewish people that we do this all year long, but especially during the summer blitz campaign that's going on right now. Call us with your support at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051, or go to IsraelRestoration.org.